This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The startup Nothing, brainchild of Carl Pei, who previously founded handset maker OnePlus, has been in stealth mode for much of the year but finally out with its first product, a novel, semi-transparent set of earbuds. Is this something you should care about? I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With us to talk about, well, nothing, is Katie Collins, our senior European correspondent. Welcome, Katie. Thank you for having me. So before we get into the earbuds themselves, let's talk about this company, which is, it's been kind of a bit of a mystery over the last, I want to say, nine months or so. Tell me a little bit about nothing. Yeah, so Nothing is um, a brand new tech company that kind of sprung up out of nowhere. Um, And it's uh, it's being run by Carl Pei, who is the co-founder of OnePlus, who you might know for making mobile phones. Um, After Carl Pei left OnePlus, um, he kind of got to thinking about, you know, what should come next for him and in the tech world. Um, And he started up Nothing. And we first heard about this company, I guess, around January and it was very mysterious from the beginning. You know, we all we had really was a name um, and the kind of a, a sort of vague philosophy about this idea that, that technology shouldn't contain all this extraneous stuff um, and, you know, it shouldn't be complex and it should also excite people. Um, so, um, yeah, this it kind of came out of nowhere and, you know, pretty fast, I think. We've arrived uh, at a product launch um, about six months after we first heard of it. Right, and today was its sort of unveiling the the first product, the Ear One earbuds. Talk a little bit about those. Yeah, so um, the earbuds are the first product to come from nothing. Um, now, this is um, although they're in an audio category, they're not seeing themselves as an audio company only. Um, but these, uh, the the reason that they've decided to go for uh, earbuds first is that they. They saw a market opportunity because this is a growing market segment right now. And also it's an opportunity to differentiate them in terms themselves in terms of design. And I think the design is the really key thing here about these earbuds. Um, we're kind of used to the concept of earbuds by now, you know, true wireless earbuds that just kind of sit in your ears and aren't connected um, to a device by wires. Um, and uh, the, the thing that really sets these apart is um, there's kind of these elements of transparency to the earbuds themselves and to the case that they come in that allow you to see the some of the internal components and circuitry. Um, and um, yeah, so they they launched today. Um, they uh, the they are going to cost uh, ninety nine dollars or ninety nine pounds when they are become available on Nothing's website. On I think there's going to be a first drop drop on July the first of like a limited run, and then they're going to kind of go on general sale um, on August seventeenth. Um, and yeah, they are. Um, I mean, apart from that, as far as we know so far, um, you know, they've kind of got pretty standard earbud specs. Um, kind of a similar battery life to other earbuds on the market. Um, they have, um, well, I guess 
the other thing that's, that supposedly sets them apart, but we don't know yet because we haven't had an opportunity to test the sound quality, is that they have been in part engineered by a company called Teenage Engineering, which is a Swedish company um, that's known for making these like really high-end design-led synthesizers. Um, and uh, this uh, this company is a founding partner in Nothing, and they've been working both on the um, uh, the hardware and the software and the app that kind of goes with it and allows you to fine-tune the sound a little bit more. So it's interesting that, you know, Carl decided to go with earbuds first. And I know he talked a little bit about sort of the, the growth opportunity there. But, you know, I, I always see earbuds as a bit of an accessory to a core tech product like your phone or tablet or PC. Uh, I, I know you talked with him in an interview, an exclusive interview from last week. I'm just wondering if you learned any more about sort of the philosophy and really what what the vision is for nothing going forward. Because uh, as you know, it's not just going to be, they don't want to be just be an audio company. It's not just earbuds. Like, what what else can we expect from nothing in the future? Yeah, so um, we talked a little bit about this in our interview, and I think that one of the key things that nothing has said from the start is that it wants to kind of build an ecosystem of products that all work really intuitively together um, and that kind of thing. But at this stage, um, we know that they already have a second product in the works and they're going to release it at the end, by the, before the end of this year. But we don't have any idea what that product is yet um, or you know what category it might fit into. So it's really hard to see the overall vision, I think, for what this ecosystem will be. And you know, I think when I spoke with Carl, um, he said, you know, he kind of admitted as much that it was a bit of a sort of like a wishy-washy term and maybe we needed a better way to to voice this um, this idea of uh, products working together. Um, and I'm really hoping that when we have a second product from them, we'll, we'll be able to kind of fit those two products together and be able to, there'll be like two pieces of a puzzle and we'll be able to start seeing, um, you know, more about what the, um, what the kind of, ecosystem as as he puts it is um yeah and, and no it's a good point because you know the this is the same pitch that you see from you know apple and google and samsung right we've got an ecosystem of products that all work together i think arguably apple has done it better than anyone in terms of products working together well we've also had some startups like essential uh andy rubin's uh company that have, have tried to do this as well and have failed spectacularly uh I, i'm curious what if you're just sort of putting on your critical hat when you're looking at this you're like what what does nothing have to do to actually you know get past some of those hurdles because it's not a big company it doesn't have a core product like a phone to tie some of these products together like you know what i guess what in i guess if you want to put yourself in carl's place like what what would you need to do to make this successful yeah i think i mean the short term goal of his is just I mean he said this to me it's like one of the company's key key philosophies is just survive so you know I think initially like you know he while he he does sort of seem to have a a sort of idea for what the long-term plan is I think he is taking it product by product as well um so like the key thing right now is going to be selling a lot of these um earbuds and you know hope well hopefully and you know seeing if um, if that first product is going to be successful and seeing if that there is a market for this um, out there um, and for his idea about what exciting technology is. Um, so I think that this first product is really going to be key to the company's success. 
um and it's going to be if if they can make it work then um then we'll see but you know like like you I also see earbuds as a bit of an accessory so far but you know as we're sort of seeing you know maybe slightly less interest in 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 differentiation in the smartphone market these days and um you know I think that there's perhaps room and you know he has identified a growing sector here so maybe it makes sense to kind of go with something like this rather than diving straight in like essential did and promising a smartphone but actually you mentioned essential they've actually got they think they bought the rights to essentials um intellectual property as well so i think that they have that now within their portfolio so beyond the fact that uh you know carl pay is known from oneplus uh nothing also which has a number of pretty high profile backers right and this is i think one of the reasons why we pay attention to this startup talk a little bit about some of its investors and i know when you did your interview with carl you also talked to, to some, some of the investors what, what are they saying about why this is a company worth paying attention to yeah, this is something that caught my attention really early on because, you know, these, uh, you know, new tech companies can pop up from from anywhere and you don't really know whether to pay attention to them. And a, a, I think a big um, kind of indicator as to whether they are, you know, they have potential and whether they're interesting or not is, you know, who's invested in them, who who is supporting them, who, who thinks that their idea is good enough um, that they're going to give their money to them. Um, and so... I was really curious when I saw that um, that nothing had attracted uh, Tony Fidel, who um, famously is the inventor of the iPod and you know then created Nest. Um, the Reddit CEO and co-founder Steve Huffman, uh, Twitch co-founder Kevin Lin, uh, and Alphabet's investment arm uh, Google Ventures or GV as it's now known. Um, and I spoke to one of the other investors, uh, Web Summit founder Paddy Cosgrave. And I asked him kind of what, um, you know, what it was that um, was so kind of impressive when Carl pitched this company to them. Um, and I think that he basically said, I'll, he basically said that there was like a unique alchemy in what Carl's able to do that sets him apart from other founders. And I'll just read you the quote, actually, because I think he puts it better in his own words. He said, there are very few, if any entrepreneurs in the world who understand hardware and software marketing and design better than Carl. You can never make comparisons to Steve Jobs, but that's the mix he possesses. And I think it's the reason so many of the biggest names in hardware, some of whom worked closely with Steve Jobs, have personally invested. Um, and obviously that is a huge comparison to make. Um, uh, and it's funny because when I actually talked to Carl about, you know, what was your pitch? to these people and he was like oh well you know I just called them up and like chatted to them about these ideas that I thought might be a company so he he's you know he admits himself that it was never like a really strong focused pitch at first but you know by talking it through with and I think that he he said as well to me that Tony Fidel has been a really big influence on him um throughout the process of creating this first product and he forced him to kind of think you know, really critically and in really specific detail about what a good product would be. Um, so I think that it's, in a way, it feels like it's been quite collaborative, but also these people clearly have a lot of faith in Carl, which I think is really interesting. Yeah. And, and you talked about the marketing aspect, you know, we, we talked about this, this, these earbuds going on sale. Do you get a sense of what they're going to be doing, what the marketing strategy looks like? Because obviously nothing is Unless you're really into the tech world, you don't really know mm -hmm. what this company is about. Um, unless you're, you know, 
a hardcore one plus guy you you might mm. not really care who Carl Pay is. Uh, any sense of like how they're going to be launching this and and how they're going to be pushing this in the market? Yeah, definitely. I mean, they've already given a lot of indicators as to how they're going to do that. So the first thing that they did before they even had the launch event today, I think it was last week, they actually put a hundred um, units on sale um, for you know that people could bid on on StockX, which is this kind of. Um, uh, bidding website for kind of memorabilia and stuff. Um, and they all went for, I mean, way above what they're going to be sold for. <laughs> um, and it was, this is before people had even seen the product. So I think it was like a way of creating a sort of like exclusivity and excitement around it. And I think OnePlus did this as well in its early days. You know, it was, it, it was, it kind of gave the illusion of, you know, of it being a sort of limited edition product with, you know, only a certain, you know, you had to uh, were like ticketed events and ticketed lines and um, this this idea that there's going to be some exclusivity around it. Um, and they're, they're also going to be doing this limited drop at the end of July of the first, you know, first however many units. They haven't said how many that's going to be. Uh, and then I think when it comes to retail partners, they are going to be, they're selling them themselves, but they're also going to be in the UK, they're going to be selling them at Selfridges, which is um, a really high-end department store in London, like very iconic department store where, you know, lots of very fashionable brands, high-end fashionable brands have um, concessions and do pop-ups and things. So I think it's definitely, you know, it's definitely playing on this like design-led philosophy. and it's going for the exclusivity angle. Although, you know, that said, it's a mass market product. They want to shift units of this. Right, so right. <laughs> if you want to get hold of some, you probably will be able to. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, looking forward to seeing what else comes from nothing. Uh, Katie, thanks for your time. You can check out our story and CEO interview on CNET.com. If you have any questions, hit us up on Twitter at The Daily Charge. Or sign up for direct text messages from me by heading to cnet.co slash daily charge. And if you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.